Kalimera, Kalispera, whatever time you're watching, this is Mapa. I'm Stel. I've got two guests, as you can see. Beside me is Banayodi from the Lions Den Pod on Netcast. That's Banayodi. How you doing, Phil? Hello, guys. How are you doing? I'm I'm perfectly fine. Good, good, good. Thank you. Beautiful weather here in Cyprus, by the way. Uh, thank you. So, you know, thank guys. you. Considering Beautiful it's, it's, it's really cloudy. It's really cloudy in England. Thank you for for reminding me. You know, thank you. That's a, that's the first mistake you made. You talk about the weather. Naughty, naughty. Right, we have a special guest here. I'm sure Isle fans will remember him. It's uh, Lucas Scavron. There you go. Did I get that right? Did I get the surname right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite right. I'm going to call you Lucas from now because I don't want to butcher it any more than I already have done. But Lucas, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it, Phil. Um, how are you and um, how is life in Poland? I'm guessing you're back home. Uh, yes, uh, I'm in Poland now. I live in Gdańsk. Uh, thank you for invitation to your program uh, because I was really surprised that you, rem you remember me, that some of uh, fans remind me because I was only one year in Cyprus. I was very happy in that uh, in the in the club, and I <laughs> I have to say this is very big surprise that someone remembers me and want to talk about my time in Cyprus. Yes, I'm in Poland now. I'm a goalkeeper coach. Uh, I'm from the center of Poland, but uh, I moved with my wife to, to Gdańsk. This is a seaside area and uh, it's a big city. And uh, I decided to be a goalkeeper coach here. And I uh, work for the club in lower division, uh, fourth division in Poland. We are uh, fighting for a promotion to to the third league, which is uh, which is quite professional because the third league in Poland has uh, all the clubs from all the country. Okay, mm -hmm. now we are in the group of four regions. Okay, we are fighting with uh, with the teams who want to go to to higher division, and this division it's uh, all professional. You have a uh, big clubs. Uh, who they want to go uh, to have a promotion to the second league and after maybe from the second to one. So if we get promotion, we're going to meet uh, good uh, clubs. We're going to meet good players there. So we, we we are a smaller team, but we have ambitions and let's see what's, what's going to be in a few uh, next uh, games. Lucas, what's the team's name? The team that you coach at? The name of the team is Gdania Gdansk. Okay. Uh, it's a very uh, traditional club. Uh, it's uh, born in 1922, which okay. is a very originally Polish club. Because Gdansk, it's, it, before the war, it was like a, uh, it was like, like a free city. You know, it, it wasn't uh, German, it wasn't Polish in 100%, but... Polish people live there, you know, because we have some uh, very tragic circumstances before the war and during the war. Uh, but Gdańsk uh, was a free city and Polish people lived here. And Gdania uh, was based on Polish guys. So uh, during the war, uh, Gdania athletes not only football players, also athletes, uh, volleyball, basketball guys, they were fighting uh, for our freedom uh, with uh, right. Nazis. 
Got yeah, understood. Understood. That's why uh, the culture, the history is very strong about this club. So, tell me about the actual club this season and the the type of season that you guys had. Were you expected to push for promotion? No, no, because right. uh, last last season we played in lower division, in fifth okay. division. There was a um, there was a big target to go up. Which we which we did it, and this season uh, there wasn't a target to 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 get promotion because we we wanted to see how we can play, how we can uh, compare with other teams, what yeah. competition is. Uh, but after a few games, we realized this that we are strong, and uh, we don't have any so big weaknesses to don't. Uh, compete with the best ones so uh, we are on the second place right now and there is still time to get promotion because we have uh, very important games ahead of us and also the first place has also very tough games so uh, we are counting on our uh, form we are counting on our players and let's see what's going to happen in the last six games well, fingers crossed you get that promotion, mate. Um, Thank you very much. You know, obviously, it's, it's a very difficult league to get out of. I'm, I'm assuming the resources aren't as great as what, you know, other clubs would be. And for you guys to be in that position is, is incredible. But I know you're coaching at the moment. And there's something I need to ask you about Polish goalkeepers. Because over the years, we've seen some outstanding goalkeepers. We Obviously, there's Fabianski at West Ham. They're in the Conference League final. Um, Chesney at Juventus, who came through Arsenal. I think he was at Brentford before that, if I'm not mistaken, on loan. Um, Dudek, who was at Liverpool, Champions League winner. And if you want to go even further before, in the 70s, uh, a goalkeeper that England fans will remember, Tomaszewski, who stopped England yeah. from qualifying for a World Cup. What is the, the secret with finding Polish goalkeepers? Because I can't think of many countries that have produced so many fantastic goalkeepers, in that region especially. I, I think I think we have to fix many. Uh, we have to mix many things. Uh, what, what we have, uh, we can start from mental side, and we can end up on uh, technical uh, stuff and uh, tactical stuff. Uh, what I can say about Polish goalkeepers, for many years we have something like uh, individual work with goalkeepers. Okay, so. Uh, if there is a good goalkeeper coach, which is focused on the goalkeeper and he cares about his uh, tactical side, technical side, mental side, uh, motoric side. So if you have a good goalkeeper coach and you're going to meet good uh, head coaches on your road to, to big football, uh, you are lucky, but it's uh, about your hard work also. So what I see, Szczesny, for example, uh, he has something like uh, genetical uh, advantages. Why? Because his father was a great goalkeeper. Okay, He played right. for uh, big uh, clubs in Poland. Uh, in four clubs, he made a champion in the Polish uh, championship. So he has uh, advantages because he's genetic is about goalkeeping you know and uh, he's not hard working guy uh, 
he's a guy who has a talent. He's a guy who needs only good training. And also he needs an environment for challenges. Okay. This guy likes challenges. And uh, in as you can see, every big club he plays. He didn't. Uh, he even didn't uh, lose the fighting for the first position with against Alison in Roma. Okay, because his yeah. mental is crazy strong, and uh, he will be a first goalkeeper in uh, every club. You know, he he went to Juventus. There was no discussion who gonna be the first. Everyone knew that Chesney is the first goalkeeper. Also, there is the same situation in Polish national team. Coaches know that Chesney is very strong mental player and uh, they uh, always choose him to play when we have when we had Fabianski in very good form in every national team game when we have Skorupski who plays for Bologna he he makes very good games and also we have a young Grabara who who is uh, one of the best goalkeeper in uh, Den Denmark league and also we have some young uh, goalkeepers uh, from Polish league or they play abroad. Uh, what I can say uh, about goalkeeping, I, I think I can say much because I also provide my goalkeeping school in Dansk. I have 37 goalkeepers uh, in four groups and uh, my, my biggest talent is 15 years old. And uh, a year ago, I brought him to our club uh, uh, because he's, uh, he, he was in my goalkeeping school four years and I was seeing that his talent is big and I was very happy to work with him every day. And I decided uh, to give him an uh, advice uh, to, to join my club, to play, train in senior team every day because he had offers from every academy in Poland like Legia, like uh, Lech Poznań, like Pogon Szczecin, oh, wow. the, the biggest academies. So I said, no, don't go to academy. I believe in you. I, I see your progress. I see how you develop yourself. I think together we can make good things. What happened after? We started the season in the fourth division Poland, which is quite strong. I, I, I think... Uh, uh, the reform uh, who, uh, our federation, which our federation made a few years ago, that the the, uh, the country is div divided for four groups. Okay, so okay. we have a competition in uh, four regions. So you have maybe the region is like uh, all Cyprus, for example, maybe yeah. a little bigger or smaller. I don't know exactly. But uh, you can meet good players there in this competition. Uh, some of clubs pay good money, so they bring players for uh, the same money like they can have in second division, for example. So we have a strong games. But, okay, uh, let's go back to my goalkeeper. Uh, I said <laughs> to him, this is a competition which you, when you can uh, develop yourself faster. What happened? After two months... When we started uh, the league, the guy was uh, developing himself, growing, and etc. Uh, he was 14 years old at that time. Okay, but when we saw him on the training with senior team, he was uh, very, very good. He was impressive on every session. And our first goalkeeper got an injury. 
you know. Uh, and there is a, a rule in Polish Federation that uh, 14 years old player who can who played one game for a junior national team, and uh, the doctor sa- says that he's okay t- to competitive with uh, yeah, uh, senior players. Uh, parents say okay, you can you can uh, put him into the squad. Okay, so with the team. Yeah, we did. We did it, and uh, he he played a fantastic game. He had a very fantastic debut, and um, we won that game. And there was an information in whole country that 14 years old player played a senior uh, senior game. So far, so far, um, he made uh, 18 games. And uh, I was making uh, statistics about this, and he helped us. He helped us to reach twenty-two points. Why? Why I say it? Because uh, I made um, importance of the saves uh, to our final result to the game. Okay, because there was uh, something like we were winning one nil. There was uh, 80 minutes. He made a fantastic save. Okay, there was 88 minutes. Another fantastic save. So he he helped us to gain three points that game. So three points, another game, three points, another game. Look. So when you have a 14 years old goalkeeper, he turned 15 uh, on February right now. Uh, my my work now has an effect because uh, I'm very focused about him. Of course, I'm also focused about the other goalkeepers I have in the club. But this was something like a special program for the boy who have a, who has a big chance to to play on a professional level. Now we we have an invitation to. Juventus, uh, he's been uh, in sporting three times. Uh, also, he's been in Sassuolo for a trialist. Every club wants him, but uh, he can go there when he turns uh, 16 years old. But uh, he doesn't know yet and his parents don't know yet what's going to happen because they want to play in they want to play him in senior team. And right. of course, when you go to big club like Juventus, like Sporting, you're going to play in academy. And uh, this is what uh, what we want to, what they want to um, avoid. Uh, they want to keep him uh, on the senior level. That's why that's why we we took him here, put, in, put him to the squad in the senior team. To don't go back to juniors, okay? You have to stay in the senior team because you develop yourself, because you progress very, very fast, and you jumped the levels uh, over your uh, over your national team uh, teammates, uh, over your uh, older uh, colleagues. Because from 14 years old, you skipped up to the to the senior team. That. That is something what we achieved this season, and uh, with him in the goal, we are fighting to for promotion. 
Lucas, can I ask something? That's incredible. You said That's he's incredible. 15 years old, right? Yes, he's 15 years old right now. He turned 15 uh, on February. What is his height? 191. 191. <laughs> that, that, that's, yeah, yeah. A, that's a ready goalkeeper. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was wondering, like, he's so young to play with adults, but no, he, he's like way taller than me. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, uh, one year ago, this the same time like now, one year ago, he's been uh, 140, 184. And he had uh, 69 kilograms. Now, 191 and uh, 78 kilograms. Uh, 79 kilograms, okay? Because we checked him uh, this week. So the guy is uh, growing, okay? I care about his motoric stuff also, about his muscles, about his yeah. movement, about his coordination, mobility. Uh, this is my project, okay, which I re realize now, and uh, let's see what's gonna be in um, in the le in the next years. But we are focused on the present, not not too much on the future, and we don't look back what happened in the past. We are we are focused on what's going on right now. Lucas, this this is clearly a, a very unique case. Fourteen yeah. years old, playing for a, for a first team, but. Okay, 15, sorry, he's now 15. But you mentioned the physical side. Now, you know, as, as young boys, they don't develop until they're, what, 22, 23, when they stop growing. Obviously, they go through puberty and the whole genetic side of things. Yeah. How difficult is it for you not to um, overexert him? Because obviously, if he's put on a bit of weight, I'm assuming he goes to the gym, he does a lot of cardio, he, he looks after himself. But in that point between the age of 15 to, say, 18, you've got three years. How are you preparing him for that genetic change in his body? Look, um, he has something like a faster growing, you know, than his, uh, right. than his teammates. Uh, I think he will stop growing maybe in half a year. My okay. prediction, my prediction is that he will be maybe 194, 195, because we made an exam for his uh, prediction of uh, height, yeah. and uh, the result was 197. Okay, but maybe there there, there is a small uh, um, chance for mistake. So maybe he will be 195. Maybe he will be 198. We don't know yet, but uh, let's see. He will grow, okay, more, few centimeters. But uh, for this moment, we care uh, very much about his coordination to don't lose it, okay? Because, look, his bones are longer. Every mm -hmm. month, he, his, uh, his, uh, this bone is longer, uh, the legs bones are longer. Uh, the core is uh, uh, more uh, more stretched, and stretched, it's yeah. not easy to manage this for the young player. So that's why I have to push him to to make uh, not easy things in coordination way, 
and also i have to build his muscles you know because when he's growing his uh, bones knees elbows uh i don't know how to say about the shoulders, shoulders are, not, are, are not ready uh to uh, to manage the i don't know in english this well, the, the, the load uh, is the volume yeah 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 the they are not ready to or the, uh, to manage the intensity uh but we we can help it with building muscles okay he has a yeah. good body for building muscles okay because the body understands the the training and uh, adapts this uh, very uh, fast fantastic so, look he has a genetical um advantages also like like chesney i said before and he has very strong mental side and uh, when when i was his age i was one of the best talents in poland uh, i also been in the first uh, team in senior team but i was a third goalkeeper in extra class team but uh, we didn't have a reserves when when i could play in uh, in the second team with seniors so i still played for juniors i played for national team under 15 under 16 17 but uh, when i compare myself my skills with his skills maybe uh, I, i was something like 25 30% what he has now because Uh, my goalkeeping school was poor i didn't know oh, yeah, okay. how to attack in a one v one situation i didn't know how to play in offensive uh, building up i didn't know how to position myself to to for crosses i didn't know this no one told me no one showed me no one made me an analyze of my game no no yeah. one uh, said me said to me principles of the roles how goalkeeper has to behave no one i was uh, based on my uh, on my intuition that was to less okay now yeah. i created a model of uh, goalkeeper of the roles of how he should to behave in every phase of the game what he has to do when we open the game uh, from a five meter uh, small area how to how, how he has to behave when he throws the ball how he has uh, when he has to use the side volley he knows this very well which is also uh, of course it is mixed with the uh, model of uh, team playing of course but uh, in defensive side he knows how to position himself when we when the ball is uh, in the cross area when the ball's the ball is in the um, cutback area when mm-hmm. the ball is um, in the center of the field uh, when the half uh, when the ball is in the half zones okay i don't want to talk about it because uh, i can talk about it uh, maybe one week, <laughs> you know We could do a whole podcast about your player scenes like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very highly rated, very highly rated. Okay, well, well Lucas, let's talk about Ayal now because I know Baniodi has probably got a, a whole heap of questions, but the first question I need to ask, and I'm going to leave it, and I'm going to leave it to Baniodi after this, right? 
How did this move to Ael come about? Did you know much about Ael? Was your agent involved in some capacity? Look, uh, there was a time in Poland uh, between seasons. So I stopped my contract uh, for uh, in, in Arkadynia. Uh, and I was looking for a club. Look, uh, I was a little bit of tired uh, for uh, playing for uh, Polish teams. I was ready to go somewhere. I I pushed my agent. I told him many times, maybe five times a day, that look, you have to find a team abroad because I want to check myself uh, how I will. I'm going to manage uh, my playing in abroad. So he said, okay, okay, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And I don't know exactly how it happened, but my uh, name uh, went to the goalkeeper coach of Al uh, when he had uh, four other candidates uh, for this position, uh, four other goalkeepers. And I was one of five goalkeepers. So he checked every goalkeeper and he chose me. This is what I discovered after my contract in Ali Muscle. I asked uh, Nikos Konstantinidis, goalkeeper coach, why he chose me. He said because uh, he wanted an aggressive goalkeeper who, who covers the space uh, behind the defensive line, uh, who is uh, good in motoric way. Who is uh, who has a good uh, explosive movements, and I was a goalkeeper like this. This this was my style. I was uh, covering the space behind the uh, defensive line, and maybe if you remember uh, my debut for uh, Al against Hermes, I think I stopped three uh, three uh, passes between. Uh, Defenders, when the striker was very close to, to have a 1v1 situation with me. So I stopped it. I kicked the ball out. And that is that was my style, you know. Uh, that was I was playing. And Nikos told me that he liked this side of my game. I remember him. He was uh, still. He was... I was going to tell you, I remember very few games of you. But um, you mentioned before that uh, you were not so good on one-on-one -on -one, uh, situations but is this what i remember that was your your good side you know your strong point yeah as yeah a, yeah yeah as a goalie, right? i i said i said it because no one uh, told me the told, uh, no i didn't learn it when i was young you know because there was no like a rule now I, I teach my my goalkeepers how to behave in one v one situation because we have uh, maybe three strategies how to behave in this situation and also you have five techniques how to how you can behave. Okay, you can make a block, you can make a frontal attack, you can make uh, a position uh, very close to the player. Okay, you can wait uh, until the end like Casillas was doing. Uh, and you can ha have a block like Ter Stegen is doing. You can also attack the ball with your hands like Domaruma is doing or Buffon. So you have some uh, techniques, you have strategies, how you can behave. 
no one uh, told me that uh, I, I can do this, okay? I discovered it after, and Nikos uh, in Ali Muscle was very aware of these techniques, and we were training this, you know. Uh, and after some years, uh, when I was uh, senior team, I discovered how to behave in one v one situation. I was basing on my intuition also, and as you said, my I had some good uh, saves in one v one situations for Limasol. I remember uh, because the style of our uh, team, we played very high, okay, and there was a space for uh, attackers from the opponents to to find a good pass, to find a cross behind our defensive line. And they were very ready for it. So I had to be very far away from the goal. And uh, I had some uh, some situations 1v1 in that 10 games which I played for a while. Who was, who was the other goalkeeper you were playing with? And who was the, um, the coach that year? Remind me. Look, uh, the other the other goalkeeper uh, was uh, Matthias Degra. It was the he second was... the second spell of of Degra when he came back to Ireland in 2015, right? Yes, he was his second time for Ireland. Uh, before I went to Ireland Muscle, I saw that there is Matthias Degra. Uh, I realized that he's a strong guy. He's a strong number one. And look, uh, as I said, uh, I wasn't the <laughs> I wasn't a European class goalkeeper, so I was very happy to join Al Limassol and uh, take uh, lessons from uh, Matthias de Gra, which he, uh, when he uh, was a very big friend of mine when I went to Al, first time I met the guy who is so polite, who is so friendly, who is so uh, so friend to me uh, as a goalkeeper. Look, uh, we we Nikos Konstantinidis, the goalkeeper coach, he created an environment in Ayalima so that all goalkeepers is family. Okay? So, uh, before when I've been in Poland, uh, I didn't like the other goalkeeper. And the other goalkeeper didn't like me because we were fighting for first position, okay? And we we did we couldn't even have a coffee together, you know. This is weird. Maybe this is from the childness. I don't know, but we we couldn't speak normally, you know. And Nikos and Matthias showed me that no, okay, we can be uh, very close friends. We can support ourselves uh, in every situation, but. Uh, who decides about who plays? The head coach, the first coach. So uh, when we look uh, each other in the bad way, we are starting to uh, to have a bad energy. And bad energy doesn't help to develop ourselves, doesn't help to have a good form. So Nikos uh, explained me many times, no, we have to be friends, okay? We have to support each other. And when we have a shooting exercise uh, in Nile, when I made a save, the, um, the loudest guy who says bravo to me or well done, 
was Matias or Nikos or the other goalkeepers when we had. So it was a uh, something big difference for me because when I realized this, when I discovered this, I said to myself, "No, I, I need to be like." I need to be the same because I I love to be in this uh, environment. I love to compete with Matias to play uh, as a goalkeeper. Look, Al uh, Limassol for for me was something like a different perspective for seeing football. Okay, in uh, uh, in how to say in mental side, guys, because I realized that. Football is not only about anger, about uh, fighting. I realized that Ali Masol uh, and goalkeeper environment is can be much different. Okay, so so when I went uh, uh, for the first game debut, Matias was injured. Okay, I I, f- I think I, I made a good game because some of. Uh, some of journalists made me a hero for that game. We, we won 1-0 and I had some good saves. Look, the first guy who went to the f- field and uh, told me gratulations was Matias. I never I never realized this. Uh, I never uh, experienced that feeling that, uh, look, the guy who could be, who should be ang- angry because I made a game he he went to the field, okay. He catch me like this. Uh, he lifts me up and he said, "Oh, bravo, Lucas! Big game, big big night uh, for you." And also, uh, Nikos uh, supported me. So I have a good memories, uh, and I think that time in Nile Limassol helps me to be a better goalkeeper coach. You know, uh, I didn't make a success uh, for Nile Limassol. Uh, we didn't make a champion. We, uh, I just made a f- ten games, but this time was so productive, was so building for myself, and I will always uh, remember AL time as my best in my uh, football career as a player. Really? That, yes. that was a very beautiful, beautiful story. You know, it's like football is about what you said before. Football is about creating a family environment and. From what I remember from my team, because you know, I I didn't want many many trophies, especially the last the last twenty years. It's very little uh, success stories we have. Let's put it that way. And um, it's something that in two thousand and twelve, when we won the, the only championship I remember winning, it was about the family environment uh, the coach managed to you know to create in the team, and that was. I think the number one factor that helped the team and the players, you know, to perform because it's not it's not just like now a lot of investors are in the football, as you see, a lot of money going on, and uh, even in Cyprus started and they bring some big names like Aris brought uh, Kagorin from Fiorentina, that's a pretty expensive uh, signing for Cyprus, but uh, at the same time we see that the teams that they work like family, they respect each other, they have this teamwork, that's a very strong thing. And uh, I, I didn't know that Ayel was working like that. I'm glad you said that, to be honest. It's, uh, it's something very beautiful you said. It's also, I think it's all common to, to, to what happened around the team because, uh, look, after my first game, 
so many people uh, meet me on the street. And because, look, I, I look uh, like an European player, uh, like an European guy, okay? I have a blonde hair, I'm white, I'm not like you guys, okay? Because well, you're, you're like me, I think. <laughs> yeah, but you, you look like a, a Cypriot guy, you know? You have a beard, you have a, a dark hair, okay? And many of you look like this, okay? After first game, when I went on the street, Okay, many uh, fan, uh, many fans, supporters. Uh, um, how to, how to say it? Uh, they they knew who I am. I I just made the one game for IL. I was surprised that someone is uh, is watching me. Someone is supporting me. <laughs> like uh, Lucas, good game. Lucas, fantastic game. Lucas, keep going like this. Uh, it was. Something that like a different world for me, you know. When I live in Poland, okay, uh, I'm in Gdańsk now. The, there is a big club, Lechia Gdańsk, okay. Uh, when the day your first goalkeeper walking on the street, no one knows that this is the first goalkeeper, okay. No one, uh, no one walks and shake uh, hands with him. That oh, Dushan, you are the best. Oh, you are, I, I, yeah, I'm your fan. No, 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 no. No one can behave like this. We are more uh, cool guy, uh, cold guys, you know, in Poland. In Cyprus, I realized that the support uh, from fans is so strong. And it makes, um, you know, when you have a player with, uh, with some skills, okay, he has the skills, he goes to the field, he shows the skills. But when you have a support from the fan, uh, like love, like, uh, like friendship, like, uh, I don't know, because maybe you are so obsessive in Ali Masol that... Um, that shows that um, fan is ready to do everything for the club, you know, ready to give everything for the environment. For example, Stel lives in London, but he makes a program for a Cypriot League. You are a fan of Limassol, but you are doing it for the club now what we could talk yeah. about what we are doing now so when you have a player with these skills okay and you have a player with these skills the same one okay who gonna play better who gonna give more the guy who has behind him this il family this, this guy from your mentality as better. well right yeah, yeah 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 so i was a goalkeeper like this okay i play in the goal against goalkeepers like this with skills, okay? But because of uh, goalkeeper environment, which Nikos created uh, of support, uh, and he support the goalkeeper, and because of IL fans, I was feeling like this, you know? I was feeling like... I was so really is, that, is, that, is that what made your time at IL so special, though? The fans? Yeah, was, was yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have uh, to say that... My skills weren't uh, so big, weren't so so good to to uh, to be a first goalkeeper of IL. But uh, with your support, uh, IL support, with uh, Nico's work, 
uh, and uh, all the environment, people who work for IL, I felt like a big player, you know. That's why I, I, I think I made a, I made a good games for, uh, for IL. I didn't uh, lose like uh, five zero and uh, my four mistakes. It wasn't <laughs> a game like this, okay? Uh, you know what? What you said now, it's actually uh, it's, it's giving me a pass for my next question. Was going to be the the finals of IL. But before that, let me tell you something. Um, my personal opinion, okay is that I remember this year when uh, Matias was injured and we changed him. I was against him coming back from the very beginning because players that do something good in a team and they leave, when they come back, it's, like, it's almost impossible to do something you know, something good again. Usually they come back and they destroy something the Something the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, you have when, a when big you leave, expectations for him. Exactly. And uh, after you, you took over for a few games, it was pretty like... How many games? Seven, eight games, maybe more. Ten games. Uh, I made this ten games. Ten uh, games, even more. You see, your numbers was better than Madias that year. Maybe percentage-wise, yeah. you did better. You did better than him. But anyway, I leave this behind. I'm telling you that, so you know that in that year, your numbers were pretty much better than Madias, which he made a really bad year, in my opinion. But. With all the respect, you know, we love Matias because of everything I did for the club. Uh, now, my next question was going to be that every single player that comes to IL, they have a story about, about the people, you know? And uh, now you're saying about people meeting you in the streets and something. Is it any moment that you remember that it's stuck in your head, you know, and you remember forever about these fans of IL? Something unique, something. Yeah. Uh, look, I lived. Uh, I lived in a apartment, and there on the uh, on the ground floor there was a hairdresser, Robertos. He's a big fan of Al, you know. And I love the moments when I passed this uh, his studio, and he stopped his work. Because when he had a lady on the chair, he was doing her hair. When he show, when he watched me, okay, when he watched me, I was walking, uh, I, I was passing his studio. He stopped his work. He was uh, very, <laughs> he was very uh, obsessive. Uh, alpha. Okay? <laughs> so, yeah, he left the lady on the chair. He went out, okay, and he was able to talk with me. 10 minutes, 15 minutes about what's going on in IL, uh, what's going to be the next game, how we train, how we feel, uh, everything about IL, you know. This was like, you know, uh, when you work, when you <laughs> when you have a lady on the chair and you are a hairdresser, you can't do like this. But he was, uh, when he watched me, he went out and he was only focused on uh, IL himself, imagine. And the lady was Amazing. waiting there. <laughs> this is a very nice moment, you know. And when I was on a holiday last year in Cyprus, I was in Protaras with my family. Uh, we had a car. We went to Limassol and to, with, with no message before, with no call before. I was passing like always here studio. And you know what? 
uh, he he saw me when I was driving the car. Okay, he ran away from the studio. Okay, and he said, "Lucas, what are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> Remember you? Remember you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to stop the car on the road because because he saw me. Okay, I went out the car, and he was he was running away from the studio. He was hugging me. Look, uh, I say really, uh, I have to I have to tell him uh, big hello to Roberto. Maybe he's seen the 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 program because he, know, you can find fan. him. Find him, Mano Yodi. Get him on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will search for this guy. This is a very unique moment. Also, the unique moment is uh, that we we had a game uh, against Apollo. We lost this game 2-0. I played that game uh, instead of Matthias. And uh, I... Um, we lost the game, but we we went ahead of fans, okay. And they were shouting, they were uh, supporting us. Uh, that's why I decided to take uh, my shirt to to throw to the fans, and uh, that was a big moment for me because we lost the game, but uh, fans were very uh, very um, how to say helpful. Supportive. They were understanding our uh, bad situation. They knew that we were fighting for a good result, but uh, referee mistake was there. There was a uh, some of uh, we lost the game from a corner kick. Uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't our bad game, and Fazal understood it. Okay, and they were supporting us after they discussing with us uh, in a positive way. So uh, I remember this moment also. I remember also the moment when I realized when I came to Cyprus. Okay, uh, first time when you are in Cyprus, you have a different uh, road. Okay, you have to drive on the left, not on the right, like in Europe. Okay, so uh, they gave me uh, the club gave me a car, and uh, other day we had a gym session. I didn't know Limassol. Uh, too much, okay. So I had to travel with GPS, Google Maps, and uh, look. I was hold, holding a, uh, a phone like this, okay, driving like this, and I uh, hit the other uh, car. You know, <laughs> look. Normal situation in Poland. You get out. There is an angry guy, okay, who can call to police. And he shouts you, and he's very angry, you know. In that situation, I was in Nile uh, shirt, okay, because I was going straight to the gym uh, in the Miramar Hotel. We have a gym with Nikos. After that deal, we had to go back uh, for the training on the field. So when he saw my T-shirt and he saw my, me as a white man, uh, who who doesn't know what's going on? He told me, "Eh, you are a fan of RL or a player of RL." I said to him, "No, I'm a goalkeeper of RL. I'm just here two days, mate." And he said, "Okay, forget. My car is okay." <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, that is another unique moment. Brilliant. When uh, look, That's I hit his nice car. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I his mirror. 
a small mirror on the side was broken, you know. So normal situation, uh, you have to sign a paper to, to for insurance and at the Sera or pay him money. But in that situation, he said, ah, you are a, I and you go to Perth, forget it. <laughs> Brilliant. So uh, Amazing. I said to myself, I like to be in here because people <laughs> are different, you know. Look, guys, uh, I really like to to be in Cyprus. I was uh, one, 10 days in Cyprus last year and uh, I, I was thinking to myself, I could stay here. This is my place in the world and maybe, and maybe, uh, this is very strange, weird, but I always say to, to people, Cyprus is more uh, like, uh, is a home for me, maybe more like in Poland, because I don't know why, but the weather, the people, the culture, the mental, very suits to me. So would you go if there's a goalkeeping coach role available? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I... I, I Maybe I don't know. I I don't want to say uh, that my target is uh, to be in a, in a separate club as a goalkeeper coach, because mm. uh, in this uh, football uh, world you have to be ready for every challenge. But yeah, uh, I would I would take it very kindly. I would consider very very strongly if I have any offer from Cypriot uh, club. Because as I said, I love this island. I love the people there. And I know if I come there, uh, I will be very happy and my family will be happy. And your football is growing. Clubs are growing. And uh, I observe uh, every season what's going on in uh, Cypriot Club. I'm very interested. And if there is any possibility from any club in uh, Cypriot, I would consider very, very strongly to to move uh, my family and provide my coaching career in the island. Look, slowly, slowly now, truth to be told is that uh, Cyprus started to work more professionally when it comes to football. As you can see, yes. there are even uh, already two teams that they work in a very professional manner, like Spafos FC and Aris. Yeah. They got very, they have very good um, professional people working for the club, and yeah. uh, slowly, slowly, I see that everyone tried to follow this path, and uh, yeah, I, I hope at some point we will be able to have people like you to be specialized for specific things. You know, this is for goalkeepers, this is for defenders, this is for the strategy, and it's not just one coach make everything. I understand it's a teamwork, sure. right? Yeah. No, Lucas, because. Um, my time is running now down. Uh, as you as you may know, Ireland Omonia now we play on the final for the cup uh, yeah. on the upcoming Wednesday. So I think you know uh, people and fans of Ireland how how we live this uh, moment. It's not just one game, one day. We start weeks before that and we celebrate. Sometimes we lose and we continue celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so all these things with uh, our show for. The Lions Den is Isle podcast, so everyone now is on their final hype. So, and uh, they make some parties in Limassol. That we are invited to go and, and speak with the people. With your uh, permission, I would like to say that um, I spoke with you this morning on uh, this podcast. And uh, if it's okay, I would like to say some of your stories. 
Because yeah, you, you you of course can say it. And uh, look, uh, I I will be a big fan of Isle in this game. I I know that it's a big occasion for you to to have a success this season. Okay, because okay. in the relegation group you are not happy, of course. Okay, you don't want to be there, and uh, this uh, final can be a difference, and players have to make this difference to make uh, fans uh, happy. Okay, as a football 50%. player, professional football player, like you play a lot of important games. I understand. I, I feel nervous for the game on Wednesday. So, how do the players feel in, you know, in such a big games? I mean, what is the psychology, and how do you feel uh, when you go and play games like that? I think you can stress a bit uh, before the game. Every everyone is different. Okay, uh, I tell to my goalkeepers to to work like a robot, like a, like a machine. Okay, you go to the field. No emotion, no. Put it away. Leave it. Leave it in the dressing room, okay? Because imagine when the doctors go on a surgery, you want the doctor with emotions, okay? No. Or you want the doctor only focus on technical stuff, okay? That, that is the emotion. same with players. Logic okay? over emotion. Leave your emotion, okay? Maybe this is positive emotion. Take it. If it's negative emotion, leave it, okay? You don't need it. It's uh, disturbing you, okay? So, when you go to the game, you got to you got to be only focused on tactical, technical stuff, okay? You have to respect the rules. You have to do the task uh, from the coach. Only focus on it, okay? If you make a mistake, it's a part of the game, okay? Let's. You must be focused on the next uh, situation to 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 be better, to to behave better, okay? To 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 play uh, in following the rules, which uh, your coach told you, okay? No emotions. So you ask me about uh, how they feel it. They should have uh, good feelings before the game, okay? They should know how important this is the game for uh, everyone, okay? You know, you, they have to know that uh, the celebration is waiting for them because it has to be a motivation for them, okay? Let's win this game, then celebrate, okay? We can't think about only the celebration uh, without being focused on the game, okay? So celebration is like a, a word, okay? But now the... The most beautiful part is preparing for this game and being on the field. This is the most beautiful, okay? Uh, I always talk to my goalkeepers. Look, when you get something, when you achieve something, the moment which, we, uh, which, we, uh, which uh, you will remind in the future is not the moment you take a cup uh, when you win the game. It's not the moment. You're gonna more remember the road for this, okay? How you struggle, how you manage the problems, how you prepare yourself, how the game was uh, in this uh, in this ex uh, example. Uh, the players, uh, the respect for the players is uh, that they are in the final, okay, and they uh, they really appreciate it 
for sure how they beat uh, the previous games how they beat uh, the previous opponents uh, in the cup but now uh, the whole moment and the whole game is uh, the most important because football is a present not past not future because when they go to the field they have to be focused what's going now okay they didn't want to be uh, they didn't need to be focused that they are in a relegation group or they won uh, some previous games in the cup no 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 forget about it just focus on now okay and uh, that's why we have uh, the uh, that's why we have a beautiful games in football when weak uh, team beats very big team because the the present this is the most important part in football okay if a more weak player is much focused on the present that the big player okay he will be better he will get better results so now uh, forget about the season forget about the, the previous games focus on the game okay and there is uh, as a coach what i see if you play good if you play and you are in the flow okay because there is something like a flow in your mind okay when you are very very focused when you're uh, when you are awake on a good level okay not too high not too low on a good level you you can find the flow and you have a flow when you have a flow in the game good things happen okay you make a big assist you make a nice goal you make a dribble you make a fantastic save okay so guys the players has to be concentrate on the present uh, be focused on themselves okay how they want to play how they because about finals uh, some of coaches in poland say uh, we don't play finals we can only uh, you, you don't play finals you win finals no one uh, remember the the loser okay so let's 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 build a very positive attitude for this game let's uh, be focused on uh, tactical stuff on the rules because when you respect the rules when you play as uh, the coach wants you uh, you're gonna score okay but you have to keep uh, zero behind you be good in defensive side but if you believe in yourself and i think al is able to do it they will score so last game they, they won 3-0 right against carlo de say yeah 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 and it is very good uh, sign for for the final Lukas, before we wrap it up, I know Banayodi needs to leave soon and we've done for almost an hour, so thank you so much for your time. I've got some quick questions about your time at Isle. I'm going to try and make it a little bit more uh, humorous, right? Yeah. So um, if you want to talk about former teammates at Isle, which former teammate would you say was the best dancer at the club? The best dancer? I yeah. yeah, the best answer. Look, uh, we have a big, we had a big mix in the club. Okay, uh, the, they they've been African players. They like to dance. They dance very perfectly. Okay, I loved to watch them how they dance. And there was Marco Ayrosa who who liked to dancing before the games. You know, uh, he he had a good Sorry. rhythm. He had the good steps, uh, yeah, and uh, when you put African music with 
nice uh, rhythm and beats. Okay, he was dancing very nicely. And there was a uh, Mesca, uh, Mesca. The, Winger, yeah. the young player who was a friend of mine that time. We were driving to the training ground together. Uh, I used to pick him up for every session. And he was dancing also very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's, it's one question, but it's in two parts. Who was the best dresser? Who wore the best clothes and who wore the worst clothes? Because I'm sure you've seen many things. <laughs> uh, the worst, I love your questions, man. <laughs> the, worst, the worst for sure was Mesca. Why? Because <laughs> when, we, when we had 40 degrees, okay, uh, and I used to pick him up uh, in July or August, he was dressed like in the winter, you know, the, the, the big blues, uh, trousers, uh, hat, okay. But when we had a winter time uh, during uh, December, uh, he used to have only shorts, only only t-shirt, uh, and there was maybe 13 degrees. And I said to him, "Ah, Phila, what is this? In the summer you dress up like uh, like in UK, uh, but when we have a, a winter, you dress like like you are in Cyprus in the summer. What's going on? I I didn't. I never." Uh, get a, a good answer from him. So I, from, for today, I'm still thinking why he did it, but I don't know why. The the it's best Mesca. one who was dressing, uh, you know, the um, uh, Soares, there was a defensive midfield. He was taking care very much about what he dressed. Uh, the trousers, the T-shirt. The I remember that... Uh, when he enters the, the dressing room, you you want to take a smartphone, okay, and take a picture with him together. Instagram model. Like Instagram model. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like a model. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. The guy played for Ammonia too, right? So yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, defensive midfielder, I think he was. Is it a defensive yeah. midfielder? I think he was, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the best singer who could sing the best. Ah, uh, there was one guy, uh, Valentino Shellis, okay? He used to sing uh, very loudly, okay? Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's one of my favorite players, okay? He was a de defender, and when I had him uh, next to me, I was, I feel very comfortable. Oh, so, uh, very but after the games, he was sing singing loudly, and I say uh, cheers to him because he's a very good guy. Yeah, he's, is he wasn't didn't he play in South Korea? Yeah, he's back yeah, now. Yeah. He's back in Cyprus. Yeah. He's back now. Yeah. I found uh, f funny story. I went to rent a new apartment, so I was waiting for the owner to come and show me the apartment. The door opens. It's like it's Valentino Shell is there. I was like, "What are you doing in Cyprus?" I was like, "I came back, but I'm not gonna stay because." I'm afraid to find a contract in Cyprus because they don't really pay. Mm. So this is what he said. And <laughs> okay, uh, okay, look, let's, let's let's see what's gonna happen with him next next season. I my, think my he's fine. trying to find a team outside. Well, he's, he's not he's not with the club, is he? He's not with the club. I think he? no. He, he he's he's not he's not too old because he left for my for like 26 around there. He must be one two years or younger than me. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, my final Lucas. question with regards to sorry, Karen. 
No, 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 no. I, I, I want to say something to him after your final question. So go. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, Lucas. I, I'm, I'm sure that maybe you, maybe not so much you, but maybe your teammates used to go to the bars and the nightclubs in Liversole because I used to go to Rumours a lot when I was younger. And then there was a club called Basement. There was Fiction. There was what was the other one? There Titanic. Was it Titanic there by Mayodi? Was it Titanic? Okay. It's in Limassol. I remember one club uh, in the center of Limassol, uh, Seven Ocean. Yes, okay. or Seven, seven Seas. Seven Seas, seven seas sorry. Yes, Seven Seas. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that's the. I went there uh, with my wife that time uh, during a carnival in Limassol. Okay, it was after uh, the game, or we have a national team break, and I I was afraid. I don't know if I should. I was a player, you know, but when I went into the club, I, I met the players there, <laughs> so <laughs> so I felt uh, much more comfortable that I'm not the only one. You know, and Mesco so, was there dancing. Uh, Mesco was there dancing oh, right yeah. in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Irosa, <laughs> Marco Irosa, <laughs> and uh, also the others. So that's Amazing. what I can say about it. Uh, but uh, also the other story, uh, there is a, uh, you know, the striker Piech, Arkadius Piech. Also, he went to Polish, yeah. What the striker, man. First game he comes, he scores three goals. Second game, another three, another three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He scored a lot, yeah. But uh, yeah, nine goals he, in five, four games. Look, he's uh, also a Polish guy, okay. Mm. So when he arrived to 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 Cyprus, okay, he arrived with his agent, okay, and uh, after they signed a contract, okay, they went to the bar <laughs> and they were celebrating. So I saw him uh, in the next day in the club, and he was really tired. I said, hey, "What's up? What's going on? It's a new, new. Uh, it's a first day in the club. You, you don't like it? No, no, my friend. I, uh, I was out in the city. <laughs> I said to him, "You are the first day in Cyprus, and you get got to the party, man. Why not?" <laughs> So this is not this is not me. Performs perfectly, okay. But but this, he has a character. He's strong. Look, I was uh, seeing at him a lot, and I was thinking to myself, what a guy, what a striker. Look, his mental was so strong. Okay, that's why he scored a lot. He was a very good striker. Even when he came back to Poland, he he was he was good. Before he goes to the to Cyprus, he was very good because he's mental, strong. Okay, when he get a ball shoot, uh, he was uh, very able to find the space where the balls uh, when the ball appear and he 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 shoot. Okay, that's why he scored a lot of goals. So his mental is uh, very good for party, but his mental is very good also for sure. taking very challenges. Good. You know. Uh, okay. And, it was pity uh, this guy went to Apollon after. Yeah, what another shame. story. What a shot. Uh, <laughs> another story. Uh, when we had a, a training session, okay, 
and there was uh, a small game okay like uh, five two okay so five players play against two in in the middle okay so the two players from inside try to take the ball uh to to get out okay so we we used to play this game and uh, sometimes you have uh, a contact sometimes you have a tackle sometimes you have something okay and first day in Isle Limassol uh, there was a contact between uh, Piech and Ayrosa okay and Ayrosa told me eh Lucas tell him to to be more calm don't don't, uh, don't uh, contact so much don't kick too much okay uh, and the, the same age, uh, the same time, uh, Arek told me, Piech told me, uh, tell to him that next time I'll, I will kick him into the head. <laughs> so <laughs> so look, look at his character, you know. Uh, Irosa told me to, to calm him down. And Piech told yes, him, yes, uh, yes. next time he, he do the same, I, I kick him into the head. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Well, Lucas, I know Bonnie Adi's got a, a, another question, but before we, we wrap it up... No, it's no question, it's a statement. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so you tell me your statement and then I'll, I'll t say what I need to say and then we'll, we'll be good. We'll be good. All I want to say is that if you come to Cyprus anytime, get my contacts from Stell, okay? Give me a call. I would love to have a nice one-on-one -on -one in, uh, in the studio. I love the studio. I want to. I want to have my my people sitting there and talking and uh, discussing. And after having this beautiful uh, conversation with you now, I would love to make a live one in the studio. So anytime, anytime you come to Cyprus, give me a call. You're more than welcome. And uh, then I take you out. We go eat in a beautiful place. Sure, I would be very grateful to 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 have this in the future. And uh, maybe still will come together. To Cyprus. Hope so. Hope so. Hope so. So, guys, thank you so much. It it Lucas, means a lot you. to me. It means a lot to me that someone from Cyprus remembers me. And uh, as I told you on the beginning of our uh, interview, uh, my football time, uh, when I remember my best times, uh, is is about Cypriot time. Okay. So, uh, so I would be very happy to 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 be back again in cyprus one time well that's a beautiful way to end the show and lucas thank you so much for your time Baniodi, thank you for jumping on and thank you to our sponsor uh, the fine much. harvest we'll be back very thank very you so soon much, until boys. next time take care everyone